In this season of Advent, do you find yourself hoping for something more in your life, work, or finances? It's easy to hope, but there is a big difference between having passive hope or active hope. Do you know the difference between the two and how to make active hope work for you? We'll talk about that in this episode of the More Than a Pastor show. Let's get started. Hello, my friend. Welcome to the More Than a Pastor show. I'm Rich Avery, your host. This is a show where we help you take your skills, experience, and ministry know-how and leverage them into sustainable income outside the church through a business or a side hustle that's right for you so you can serve God and provide for your family no matter what. Thanks for joining me today. I am really glad you're here. If you're new to the show, You can learn more about me, get the show notes for today's episode, and download some free resources to help you grow your income and build financial security over at morethanapastor.com slash 39 for episode 39. When I was a kid, it seemed like Christmas would never come. It couldn't get here fast enough. But now that I'm over 50, seems like we just celebrated Christmas a few months ago, didn't we? I don't know how it is for you. Can you relate? And here we are in this season of Advent, a time to prepare for and remember the true meaning of Christmas. Advent is a time of waiting, and we look back on how people waited for the long-promised Messiah. And on Christmas, we celebrate that he came in the person of Jesus Christ, and now we wait for his long-promised return. As I begin to reflect on the Advent themes of hope peace, joy, and love in this season, I couldn't help but think of how these four gifts are needed in our world now more than ever. And they're needed, I believe, for every church right now, too, and in every pastor's life. Let's face it, the last few years have been hard, haven't they? I know a lot of pastors who are pretty worn out right now. Maybe you are, too. Worn out because of COVID, for sure and the steep decline in attendance and giving, which many churches are still experiencing. But also because of political tribalism that divides our nation, doctrinal debates that are dividing churches and even denominations, and growing economic uncertainty that affects every church and every American. If you're a pastor, you're probably hoping that more people will come back after covid You're probably hoping that your giving will improve so you don't have to make serious cutbacks. And to be honest, you're hoping that your salary is not one of those cutbacks that have to be made. And you've seen how political and social issues have caused people to take sides, even within your church, and you pray that you could experience more peace in your community and congregation and in your social media feed. It's easy to see how these issues can just suck the joy out of ministry and leave us wondering, is it possible that we can find joy again here in this place, or is it time to move on and get a fresh start somewhere else? Because you're just not seeing Christ's love lived out in the church like you used to. So if you're running low on hope this Advent, hope that things can never be different for your church or your life or your finances, I have a question for you. Are you waiting and hoping with a passive hope or an active hope? What's the diff? 
Well, passive hope means you're waiting on external agencies or people, like God, for example, to bring you the things that you desire. There's nothing you can do to change your situation. If it's going to happen, if change is going to come, it's only because someone else or something else made it happen. That's passive hope. But active hope is different. Active hope means that we can identify the outcomes or the goals that we hope to have or achieve and that we can become active participants to help bring them about. We don't wait for success. Uh, We don't wait until success is guaranteed. We take action now no matter what. I don't know about you, but I found it pretty easy in my life to default to the passive hope mode praying that God could change our situation or things that needed to change, and then waiting passively for him to do the thing. Passive hope can sound kind of spiritual, doesn't it? Because we're totally and completely dependent upon God. There's nothing we can do to change things or make things happen unless there is something that we can do, unless we can realize that God's already given us skills, talents, abilities, passions that he wants us to bring to bear on the situation, Uh, unless he's waiting for us to take a step before he takes a step. And that reminds me of the parable of the drowning pastor. Maybe you've heard this story. A storm descends on a small town, and the downpour soon turns into a flood. As the waters rise, the local pastor kneels in prayer on the porch of his church, and it's surrounded by water. And by and by, one of the townsfolk comes up the street in a canoe. Better get in, pastor. The waters are rising fast. Nope, says the pastor. I have faith in the Lord. He will save me. Still, the waters continue to rise. Now the pastor is up to the balcony of the church, and he's wringing his hands in prayer, and another guy zips up in a motorboat. Come on, pastor, we need you to get out of here. The levee's going to break any minute. Once again, the pastor is unmoved. I shall remain. The Lord will see me through. Well, after a while, the levee breaks, and the flood rushes over the church until only the steeple remains above the water. And the pastor is up there clinging to the cross. And then a helicopter descends out of the clouds and a state trooper calls down to him through a megaphone. Grab the ladder, pastor. This is your last chance. Once again, the pastor insists the Lord will deliver him. And predictably, he drowns. Then the pastor goes to heaven. After a while, He has an opportunity to have a conversation with God. And he asked the Lord, Lord, I had unwavering faith in you. Why didn't you deliver me from that flood? God just shakes his head and says, what do you want from me? I sent you two boats and a helicopter. That pastor, he waited patiently on God, didn't he? And passively, wouldn't you agree? And he waited so long that he lost hope and eventually lost his life. All because he was unwilling or unable to see that God had already provided him with real solutions to his problem. And he was unable to embrace those solutions as his own. You know, we lose hope 
or, or we become hopeless when we believe there's nothing we can do to change our situation. So we resolve ourselves to struggle to survive. And when things don't go our way, well, we think we are victims. With passive hope, we believe a better future could be possible, but we don't think we can do anything to create it. Passive hope people feel like victims, and they look to others to come and fix things for them. But people who have an active hope believe that their actions can make a difference, and when we take action, we can move from a victim mentality. We've experienced massive disruption in our lives over these last few years, and when we experience massive disruption, our ability to find active hope is essential to help us create a better future. Finding and nurturing active hope is a crucial step along the way. What's my point? Hope can easily be construed as something that's passive. We're waiting on others. We're waiting on God. It can even sound spiritual. But I think God invites us to have an active hope, to take action on the things that we can do, and to trust Him with the rest. Don't wait for God to move when He's waiting on you to move. Why would He do something for you that he's given you the ability to do yourself. So if you're feeling stuck, broke, or unfulfilled lately in your ministry, your personal life, or your finances, hoping and praying that something would change, I have three questions, three thoughts for you today. First, do you have a clear picture in your mind of what you want for your church, for your personal life, for your finances? I think clarity is so important for us to have active hope, to be specific in what we want, and be specific in praying and asking God for his wisdom and guidance and provision for those things. Be specific about the vision that you want to see happen. Number two, can you identify resources that God's already put at your disposal? Think about your skills, talents, passions, people, connections you might have, things that God could use to help change your situation. What are they? Make a list. Number three, what's one action step you could take right now that would just begin to move the needle forward? Don't have to think about a thousand steps and having everything all figured out. What's one step? It doesn't have to be the perfect step, just one step that you're reasonably sure you ought to take that could help make a difference or change your situation? What would that be? Maybe the first step is just to believe that change is possible, that God has given you resources, things you could do to help take a step forward. Maybe you need someone to give you permission to believe and to take that step. Let me be that person for you today. If you're not exactly sure what you're hoping for, what change you want to see, Maybe you know you need more income, but you're not sure what that looks like for you, let alone how you'd even get there. Why don't we have a conversation about it? And let me help you find the clarity and confidence you need to take your next best step. You can sign up today for one of my free More With Rich coaching sessions over at morethanapastor.com slash coaching. Maybe you just need someone to listen, someone who understands where you are because they've been there too. Someone that can help you believe what's possible for your life. 
Maybe you're surrounded by people that tell you how things are or how things are always going to be. Maybe you're surrounded by people that don't believe that things can be different or that you can do something to bring about change in your life or your ministry or your finances. Maybe you need someone to give you permission that it is possible, permission to live the life God has made you for. If that's you, let's find time to chat. It all starts at morethanapastor.com slash coaching. Well, that's it for today's show. Before we go, would you do me a favor and hit like, share, or subscribe if you haven't already done so? Also, what topics would you like me to cover on a future episode? Please let me know. Until next time, remember that you are more than a pastor. Saying yes to God's call doesn't mean you have to say yes to feeling stuck, broke, or unfulfilled in your life or ministry. Let's work together and help you create the life, impact, and income that you were made for.